Welcome to the Full Potential Podcast. I am your host, Nick Wagner Sr. And every week, I interview guests that share career stories, ideas, and experiences to empower and inspire people to reach their full potential. If you enjoy the episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Google, and Spotify. Thanks for listening. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Full Potential Live Show. I am your host, Nick Wagner Sr., and I hope you're doing well. So I, I'm thrilled to be uh, joined today uh, with, with Matt Lawfer, and we're going to get into his career story and everything um, that has brought him to the point of being an artist today. Uh, so Matt, first I want to I want to say welcome to the show. I appreciate you making time. Thank you for having me, Nick. So every Sunday night, Matt, and I know we, we talked about this, I interview someone on, on my live show, and we stream it live on both LinkedIn and YouTube. And so, so people can watch us have this conversation live. Uh, and then what I also do is then we'll, we'll share the recording uh, through social media, my social media, and, and also your social media tomorrow on Monday. And then later in the week, I'll take the audio of this and I'll turn it into the Full Potential Podcast and we release this conversation on uh, all, all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Anchor, etc. So uh, we'll make sure that everyone who, who wants to see this will have a chance to wants to see this will have a chance to see it. And I was mentioning to Matt before the show. So Matt has his own website. It's called a work of a work of heart by Matt Lawfer, and that is his website where he actually sells his artwork. We will make sure to link to that in the show description on YouTube and the show description on the podcast as well, Matt. So if anyone wants to get Thank in touch you. with you to, to check out your artwork, they'll be able to do that. So, so, so Matt, again, welcome to the show. Uh, I've never had an artist on the Full Potential Live show before, so you're my first artist. So uh, that's a milestone there. So why don't we why don't we just start with? Uh, my, I always want to you know kind of kick off the conversation with my guests. If you meet someone, whether it be in a social setting or in a more professional setting, and someone asks you, you know, what do you do, right? So what what do you do for work? How do you answer that question, Matt? Well, I'm an artist who paints and writes and writes poetry. I paint with my mouth, and I sell my paintings online. And and and, and you know, I think for you meant you mentioned online. So you have you have a website where you sell the paintings, and and you're also on social media, which is pretty cool because you share a lot of your artwork on social media. I do, but I really want to. You know, this, this, the hope of, of these conversations I have with people, Matt, is everyone's career journey is so unique. So no one's taken the career journey that you've taken in your life to get to where you are. My career journey is unique. And by meeting inspirational guests like yourself every week, I hope to inspire other people that are thinking about what they want to do with their careers. So what I'd love to kind of go through is how you ended up here as an artist, right? So how did you end up sitting, sitting right. here with me tonight as an artist? So I kind of want to go back to when you were a little Matt, way, way back when you were, when you were a kid, was being an artist, something that being an artist, something that you had, you had dreamt of doing and, and something that you always wanted to do or, or when you grew up, was there something else that you wanted to do as a kid? When I was a child, I dreamed of being an archeologist. I wanted to travel the world and dig up dinosaur bones for the longest time. Um, it wasn't until I was a teenager, then I began writing, and I was inspired to become a poet. 
So it, it's interesting because when I think of and and you'll have to you'll have to you'll have to educate me on this. When I think of an artist, I think of your paint your paintings and 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 the, and the work you do with the canvas. I actually don't. I I never thought that writing poetry was a form of art, but you know now that you mention it, it is. So yeah. so so you've been so you've been doing poetry since you were in high school, or in high school. Yes. And how did you, how did you get into poetry? Like, what was the, was there a, was there, I always, I always find that there's either like a moment or an event or a person that helps someone maybe get into something like that. So what was, what drew you to poetry? I was a voracious reader when I was young and I would, I'd read everything under the sun and I just happened to probably stumble upon a book of poetry and I think that's how I started. Yeah. And uh, so you wanted to be an archaeologist when you were really little, which doesn't surprise me because I think a lot of little kids want to be archaeologists. Yeah. What? Um, so obviously you weren't, you weren't going to be an archaeologist in high school. So what was your first paying job in high school uh, that you actually... Uh, that you actually, you know, when, when you were working as a kid, what, what was your first paying job? Actually, my first paying job goes back to when I was about eight to ten years old. Okay. I worked at my father's liquor store. And I, uh, I helped him clean up. I helped him stock bottles. I, I guess since it's a family business, you're allowed to do that because I, that seemed that yes. seemed young. But since it was your father, that's why you could do it. So, yes. that, so, so what? Uh, you know, because I think I think a lot of people learn a lot from that first that first working experience. What was what? What did you take away from that experience working at such a young age with your father in his store? Well, I saw how hard my father worked, and I w admired my father and wanted to be like him. So I'd set him as my role model, role model. I'd watch him work and I would do the same thing. Yeah, no, no, I totally get that. And and it, 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 you mentioned it was his liquor store, so he was an entrepreneur as well, kind of like you are today as an artist, which is pretty cool. So you might not have owned a liquor store, but you're following in his footsteps being an entrepreneur. When you were in, when you were in high school, and you know you were you want you were doing poetry you know obviously you'd been working since a young age was was the plan to go into the family business was the plan to go to college like what was what was expected of you as a as a high school graduate uh to do next as the next step of your life how did that conversation go with your parents well actually in high school my story begins to take a unique turn uh, before I was 17 years old, my parents told me, my parents told me, you know, whatever you can put your mind to, you can achieve. Um, I did well in high school. Um, at 17 years old, my mother passed away unexpectedly from an asthma attack. I was a senior in high school. And that really shook my world. I sort of dropped, I dropped out of high school. 
and um, wasn't looking at college, was just, I didn't know how to deal with that pain. Yeah. And, and I'm sorry to hear that. I didn't, real, I didn't realize that. Um, and I'm sorry for your loss. When, when, when you dropped out of high school, obviously you were, you were pretty upset about your mom. What was your plan? Did you, did you go get a your plan? Did you, did you go get a job? Like what, 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 what was your plan at that point from uh, an employment perspective or a career perspective? At that point, I had money saved up. I moved in with a bunch of guys. Um, I just lived off whatever my savings were. And it wasn't until my savings ran out that I got like a deli job or a landscaping job. Right. Just anything to get by. Yeah. And what was, and obviously this must have been hard for your father too. Did your father still own the liquor store at that point? He did. Did you ever go and work with him um, with the family business or was that not something you decided to do? Well, at, after my mom died, I started to get into using drugs. So my father, so my father and I weren't speaking. Um, they were doing the right thing by letting me kind of fall on my face until I got help. Yeah, that. Um... And I know we talked about a little, a little bit about that before the show. What, you know, obviously that's a really difficult thing for any family to go through, and you, you obviously were still hurting from the loss of your mother. What was that turning point that that enabled you to get help? And was it your family? Was it friends? Like what, what was it that kind of took you on that path to get help and and uh, and change your life? Well. I completely burned all of my bridges and I actually attempted suicide. I I woke up in the hospital surrounded by my family and that was the moment I decided I needed help. How old were you at that point, Matt? Oh, I was about 20. 20? Maybe 19. 20. Yeah. So at that point when so you wake up you're with your family what what was so it, did it, you you had like an epiphany yourself that you needed help and this was like a sign to to you know maybe think about yourself and, and get get yourself the help you needed or how did that happen or was it or did your family convince you My family convinced me I was still um I was still in that same negative mindset. Yeah. So I went to a couple rehabs, and eventually one worked. One worked. It it just clicked. That's great. So that was about, I was 21 years old when I got, you know, free of drugs and alcohol. You know, it's, it's, it's sad to hear that, that that that's the path you went down because it sounded like before your mother passed away you were actually in a pretty good place yeah i was i was very happy did uh did you turn back to poetry and 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 art 
during those the, the time in rehab? Was that something that helped get you through everything? I did. I started drawing again. I started writing. It was very cathartic. I can, I can imagine. I think I think that's, you know, that, that's one of those hobbies that it lets you, uh, it, it channels your creativity and lets you, you know, kind of let your mind get distracted from other things. Exactly. So you're, so you're 21 at this point. 21 at this point. You're you're drug free. You're it sounds like you're you're on a better path in life. What what did you end up doing from a career perspective at this point? Once you were once you were healthy and after you took care of yourself. From a career perspective, I started working with my dad again as a job. I still wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Um, I went back to community college, but I just couldn't seem to stay motivated. And and so with the family business, but with the liquor store, so you were helping him run. So, so you, you got yourself help. You were healthy. He was happy. You guys were working together. When you went back to community college, so obviously you, you finished you finished high school, you got your GED, you went to community college. What what was your what major did you pick at community college at community college? Like what was your original plan? My original plan was just to graduate and I had no idea what I wanted to do as a job. Yeah. My major was uh, liberal arts. Okay. And did you did you did you end up finishing um, community college or or what was what was the path you took there? No, I didn't end up finishing. And what you mentioned, you were you were having a hard time staying motivated. Was it? And look, I think this is something we've talked about on the show before. College is not for everyone, and I think that historically, for a very long time, many guidance counselors in a lot of high schools across the United States told kids got to go to college. That, that's the only way you're going to have a, a career, which, you know, I think more and more students today are realizing that's not necessarily the case. There's a lot of options yeah. besides going to a, you know, a four year or into a, you know, a four year or, or, or a college or university. Um, so what was, so community college didn't work out. What, what was your thought at that point when you didn't finish college? At that point, I thought I was just going to keep working at the liquor store. I was having the time of my life, snowboarding, you know, doing everything a 22-year-old would do. Right. Um, so I really had no plan or no direction. And, you know, I think I actually I think the story that you're telling is is one that a lot of kids go through, right? Because I think a lot of kids... Even kids that go to college, they pick a major and they don't even know if that's what they want to do. So you know, I, I actually think what you're saying probably resonates with a lot of people because they simply don't know what they want to because they simply don't know what they want to do. And I think you were in that same path and you were you were of the mindset, well, at least you're you're healthy, you're having fun, you're working with your father, so you're you're making money, you're working with the family business, and it seemed like things were going pretty well. Right. Things were going well. At the age of twenty three, I was involved in a motor vehicle accident that left me a quadriplegic, which means I can't move from my chest down. 
and so you know i think for those for those watching on on the live stream you, you might notice that matt's in a wheelchair um and and you maybe you can't tell from the video but is so that event matt obviously completely changed your life for you know forever how long ago did that happen at this point uh 17 years ago 17 years ago and so you were i mean the the sad i mean the, the sad thing about this is you would really like turn your life around right you, you you got out of rehab you were you were doing well I mean, do you want to share what you know a little bit about what that journey was like after the accident and 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 you know you're today you're doing very well i mean you're you're an accomplished artist you you have a house like things are going well but 17 years ago after this accident what was your what was your state of mind like how hard was it to come back it was and, I'm sure you, and i'm sure you weren't even thinking about a career at that point but what can you maybe you can share with our audience a little bit about what that that, that journey was like well i remember being after the accident being in the hospital bed intubated and i remember wanting to die i didn't i wish i didn't i wish they didn't save my life i was in so much pain i i just wanted to die but and i couldn't move i knew what my life was going to be like or i thought i knew what mm -hmm. my life was going to be like um there were dark times i wanted to, to die um after the hospital when i lived at home um i suffer from depression and anxiety and that was only intensified by this accident how important was your your family to help you get through this matt my family was huge my family is everything my i hate to use this term but my stepmom jane i call her red i call her reds um actually quit working and stayed home to take care of me that's uh that that's that's a pretty uh that's a pretty big deal for someone to do that and and, and yeah. obviously you needed it at that point so that was so this was 17 years ago and yeah you were you were back and you obviously now you're 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 physically hurting you're mentally hurting because of the you know the the the, tr the trauma and and how this has changed your life I'm sure you weren't even thinking about work at that point. No, I thought there was no job I could do because I couldn't move. What role in society, in society could I fill as a quadriplegic? That's what I asked myself. So, so I guess, you know, my question for you, my question for you is how did you how did you overcome these really dark, this really dark period of your life right after the accident, where you started getting some hope? I mean, are there was there um, were there people that like were there doctors or other quadriplegics that you talked to about you know how to live with, as a quadriplegic or what what did you do to educate yourself on on what your life was going to be like? Well, after I lived at home, I went to a place called 
New Horizons, which is an independent living facility. So it's, there were quadriplegics there, people with MS, various disabilities. And it's there I learned to live as a quadriplegic. So, so that that's a community designed to help people with 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 you know with with the needs that you might have, right? The needs that you might have, right? Like the need for a wheelchair, the need to you know how you're going to get around, how you're going to eat, all those different things. It's designed to help people, basically to your point, learn how to live, which I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, that's exactly what it does. And. And I want to ask this question because you mentioned it earlier, right? Your, your thought was, what on earth am I ever going to do from a career perspective to contribute to society as a quadriplegic? So when you met other quadriplegics, were they working? Like, what was what were they doing that inspired you? Actually, I, I, not trying to sound negative, but a lot of them weren't working. Um, but they showed me how that I could live. Yeah. There was a community that they, you know, they went out on their own, got their haircuts, went grocery shopping, grocery shopping, did all the normal things. I'm a normal person that uh, someone would do. Right. So that really gave me the confidence to try to go out there and make something of myself. So at what point is you, you've been doing poetry since you were in high school, you've been doing, you know, after the, your, your, your run in with drug, run in with drugs and, and rehab, you were, you said you were uh, doing artwork. At what point it, after the accident, did you realize that you wanted to do poetry and you wanted to do artwork again and you wanted to start painting? Like how 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 long after the accident did you realize that? Um, fourteen years. Wow. So yeah, six. No. So how many years ago from from today? Three years ago. Three years ago. Okay. And oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, three years ago I got very sick. I went into the hospital, and I met a therapist who I who I clicked with. And that got me started on the path I'm on today. And it was this, was this, was this, um, was, was your, your therapist, was this someone that specifically was there to help you from a physical perspective or a mental perspective or both? A mental perspective. A mental perspective. Okay. And what was it that, what was it that this therapist, you know, shared with you or explained to you? that made you realize that you could be an artist, even as a quadriplegic? She made me believe in myself. I got rid of the negative self-talk, or I'm getting rid of the right. negative self-talk. Um, positive mental attitude is what we work on work on and you do you, I mean I think it's amazing right because I mean Matt you've been through so much in your life so much trauma and that this one person had this much of an impact on you 
it, it just it's always it always fascinates me how the what the human connection can do at times to lift up someone's spirits and really change someone's life in a positive direction. So so you went you went fourteen years without without doing your poetry and without doing any anything from an artwork perspective. And and back to what you said earlier, you were not working at this point. No. So so three years ago you meet this therapist, you change your perspective and you did the two of you talk and did you tell her that you wanted to start painting and you wanted to start writing again how or or how did that how did that come up no i started doing that slowly on my own again on my own again as i started to feel better about myself so you know i think for for people that are that are watching or listening as as a quadriplegic i'm sure writing is probably very challenging so do you, you do you do voice to talk voice to text? I do. You do okay. So so that I can that I can understand. Okay, so you use voice to text. We all have that on our phones, and you can do your poetry. But how on earth does a quadriplegic paint the amazing artwork that you paint? I paint with my mouth. All right. So I want to ask this question: How did you figure out that you could paint with your mouth, and? That seems very difficult to me. I can't even paint with my hands. How are you painting these things with your mouth? When I was in rehab, when I first got hurt, I saw a video, a video, or I saw someone in the art room who was painting with their mouth. I remember that, and I decided, hey, let me give this a try. And do you remember the first painting that you painted? Yeah, I still have it. You still have it? Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've gotten substantially better since you started, right? Because I, I'm sure that it can't be easy to paint with your mouth. So I'm sure you figured out ways to do different things with the brush, you know, ways to maybe make, make the, the artwork more the way that you wanted it. How much have you improved over these years? with, you know, painting to painting to painting? I'd like to think I've been improved greatly. Um, every painting is different, but I think my tech, but I think my technique is getting better and better. So, and I, I have so many questions for you because I am not uh -huh. an artist by, by any means. So, and I've never claimed to be, but is, so, first question, where, when you set out to do this, where, where do you get the inspiration to do each painting, right? Is it, is it something you've seen in the past that you want to recreate? Is it just something that you've come up with in your mind? Like, how are you inspired to do all this artwork? I know I pump out a lot of artwork and the inspiration comes from. A lot of it comes from the joy I found in living again. Um, a lot of it comes from my mind, which is uh, um, you know, it's unique to me. It's my own. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel I, I see, Oh, go ahead, Matt. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, go ahead. And it comes from my experiences. 
I, I try to put those experiences on canvas. So, so for those that are that are listening and watching, and again, we'll link to, to Matt's site. It's a work of heart by Matt Lawfer, and that's actually where Matt posts uh, paintings that, that he actually sells, and you can buy Matt's artwork and put it up in your home if if, if you're uh, if you're into your, Matt's style. So, so Matt, every you know, there's different styles of painters. What what style painting do you do? Is one question I have, and okay. what. So I don't know if you have a, is there, if there's a specific style that you would call it, and is it? I know it's paint, but is there a, is it a paint? But is there a, is it is there a certain type of paint? Like how big are the canvases? I just so I'm curious on some of the logistics that you do from a painting perspective. Well, the canvas size is an issue because um, my easel is only so big. I could only fit the biggest canvas I've used is 20 by 24. Okay. Um, what, what, have, what's, yeah, what's the style of, of, of painting? Like, uh, what, would, what would you classify the style as? Well, I like to do a little bit of everything, but my favorite are abstract paintings. Okay. And is this all um, watercolors? Is it, is it is it oil based? What kind of paint do you use? I use oil and acrylic. Oh, you do. Oh, interesting. Okay. It, it just I find it, it just I find this interesting because you didn't you didn't paint as a as in high school. You did the poetry. No. It did. Do you think that you you've come to love this because it's a way for you to express yourself without talking? It is, because when I write poetry, I write it in such a way that I want it to be very open to interpretation. Same with my paintings. Same with your paintings. So th this is, you know, I, I you mentioned earlier that you asked yourself at one point, what could a quadriplegic do from a career perspective and, and how could you how could you work? You are now working. You are an entrepreneur as, as a self-employed artist. You have you have a website where you can people can have a website where you can people can buy artwork. You're on LinkedIn, you're on Instagram, you're on social media sharing all your artwork. Did if you go back to when you had the accident at 23, did you ever think 17 years later you'd be sitting here surrounded by artwork behind you um, and, and, and calling yourself an artist. I never could have never dreamed it. it. It's it's it seems like it really it brings you to life, though. Just talking about it, I can sense the excitement that you have and the passion that you have for it. I do. It's really made an impact on my life. Um, and I just live day by day, and I paint almost every day. I was, I was going to ask you, so you, you paint almost every day, which, which is fantastic. How often are you also doing poetry? Because I feel, I, feel like, I, feel, I feel like the poetry is probably a little bit easier for you just because with, with the voice to text, it's probably not as, as hard of work as, as the actual painting, but how often do you do the poetry? Um, I try to write a couple times a week. I'd say 
That's my average. Yeah, you're you're obviously a very creative person, um, because b both of these both of these things that you're doing, I think for a lot of people, especially like myself, would be very difficult to do. So you have the website where you're selling your artwork, and I know you ha you had a a showing at a gallery was it in 2019, correct? That's correct at the Discovery Museum in Bridgeport. So how tell us how that happened? How did you end up with a with your own gallery show? As at that point, you'd only been doing, doing it for a couple of years. Well, somebody saw a video of me painting and passed it along, stood along to someone at the Discovery Museum. And they contacted me and we set up a show. That's so cool. How was the, uh, what was the, the, the what, what did people think of your artwork and how was the turnout of, of, at the gallery? It was the biggest turnout they ever had. That, um, that's fantastic. Yeah. And I think people really liked my artwork. No, that's that, that's awesome. So is there someone that, that you use as a mentor that is also an artist that you've connected with, that has helped you or guided you with, with how to paint and, 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 and tips and on how to do this? Or is this really all self-taught? It's really all self-taught. That's, um, that's unbelievable. Yeah. I don't watch YouTube videos on how to paint. I just, I just, I'll try to recreate sometimes a painting, but um, they're all original. They all come from my mind. You no, know, I mean, it's just like it's to to, to be self-taught like that. I think is is really interesting because I think a lot of people, if you go through a lot of artists, I think a lot of artists have other people that have kind of helped them along the way. But you've done this all on your own. How much experimentation do you get to do on a on a daily basis? So what I what I mean by that is, art or art is one of those things that I might like it. You might hate it. Someone else might love it. it it's it, everyone. Everyone has a different opinion, right? Do you, you work so hard to to make these these works of art. Do you sometimes just you know get through one and you're like, I don't even like this, and just get rid of it? Oh, I'm the worst. Are you? I do that all the time. I couldn't even. I couldn't even imagine that putting all the hard work into it and then get just getting rid of it. One time, I actually had one of my caretakers put a piece of canvas that I just painted on the ground so I could run it over with my wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amusing. Uh, I mean, it, it, at least they were, they were helpful and were able to put it down for you so you could run it over. Yeah. So I want to go back to what I said earlier about how, oh, right. about how I think my, my goal with all of these career journeys is to inspire people. And clearly you are an inspirational person. Uh, you've been through a lot in your life and you, you've, I think you've, you've proven to not only yourself, but your family and your friends and everyone else that it doesn't really matter what life throws at you, you've overcome it. And you, and you after not working for many, many years, created your own business, became an entrepreneur, you know, are now self-employed as an artist. And, you know, I think what I love about your story is my hope is other people will watch this and, and be like, if Matt can do that, 
why can't I do something in my career and make and make a pivot? Because you went from never thinking you were going to work again to having a conversation with the right therapist at the right time. And now, now you're loving life and you're, and you're artist and you're happy and your work is making other people happy. So that's why, you know, I wanted to have you on the show because I thought you had such a powerful story because I, I really truly think you're an inspirational human. I appreciate that. Well, I, I, you know, I think it's, I think to have a piece of artwork by, by you in someone's home, I think people can look at that and say, wow, look at that and say, wow, like this was painted with someone's mouth, no hands. Like, I couldn't even do the artwork. I, I couldn't even paint as well as you do with my hands and you're doing it with your mouth. So I just, it, it just, to put that in perspective, I think you really probably inspire people with, with, with everything you do. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that people really can, can get a chance to look at your artwork on your website and see the amazing work that you're doing. Yes. I so what, so too. what is next, Matt? So you, ha you launched your website recently where people can buy your artwork. What, where do you, where do you want to be in, in five years? Like what's, what's your goal now that you have this business and you're self-employed, what's your goal and where you want to, where, where you want to get to? Well, I actually recently just applied to the Mouth and Foot Painters Association. I entered six pieces of artwork, and they're going to and they're going to review it and see if I'm. They'll review it and see if I get accepted. Um, from there, I'll get technical training in painting and the hopes is to become a professional artist so i didn't i didn't even know that association existed uh so that seems pretty <laughs> cool and i mean i i think just to go out there i would say you already are a professional artist but i think obviously you, you seem to be a lifelong learner so it sounds like you're going to be able to get even you know some more more tips on how to be even better uh through the through this through this group which sounds great yeah that's my hope that's and fantastic. I'd, I would love to do um, galleries and showings, build my business, sell t-shirts. Oh, you want you actually want? Oh, you want you actually want to sell t-shirts with the artwork on them? Yes. Oh, very cool. Okay. Well, you know, I think that's that sounds awesome. When will you know if you get into that association? Um, due to the COVID outbreak things are delayed a little bit so i'm not sure okay so i want i want to ask you a, a few more questions that i always close with my same question for every guest but i want to ask you who, who has been the biggest inspiration in your life throughout throughout all of these difficult times that you've had my biggest supporter my biggest fan Somebody who's always been in my corner. My biggest advocate is Jane Lawfer, my stepmom. That's 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 so powerful that she you're not even her, you know, you're not even her biological son and she's done that much for you. Yeah, she loves me just like I was her own child. Well, that that's fantastic. And so so shout out to Jane. So I always close with the same question, Matt. I, I wanna know what has helped you reach your full potential? So what has helped you get to where you are today, where 
you have defied all the odds, you know, done things you never thought you'd do before. You're now a successful artist as a quadriplegic, as a quadriplegic. What is the advice that you would give my, my audience on what has helped you get to this point and reach your full potential? What would you, what would you share with people? Well, I'd like to share that what's most, what's helped me the most was to have a positive mental attitude. Happiness is a choice. Um, and you can truly, whatever you put your mind to, you can accomplish. You can fall on your face and get right back up again and keep doing it. I, I think uh, I think your words uh, will resonate with many people right now. That happiness is a choice. Uh, with you know, with, with with everything going on right now in the world, I think uh, having that positive mindset is, is definitely a good idea, especially um, especially um, because to your point, it's it's really what is that mindset that you choose? And it sounds like you made a conscious decision to choose happiness, and has now gotten to where you are today. Correct. Every day I wake up, I'm in pain. I wake up, I can't move. You know, I don't want to, I have to go through a whole routine to get ready. Some days I don't want to do it, but it, I make the choice every day to put myself well, out there. Well, I just want to say thank you very much for making time and joining us on the show. Uh, your story is, is truly remarkable. And again, I think you're a true inspiration, Matt. So again, for anyone who's watching or listening, uh, Matt's, 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 Matt's website is a work of heart by Matt Lawfer. It will link to it in the show description so everyone can go check it out. You can also follow Matt on Instagram. You can also connect with Matt on LinkedIn. Uh, so be sure to do that. He's an inspirational, uh, an inspirational painter and an inspirational human. And Matt, I really appreciate you joining the show tonight. Thank you for having me, Nick. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Full Potential Podcast. If you'd like to hear more interviews, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Google, and Spotify. You can also connect with us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And don't forget to check out our website, fullpotentialmovement.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing and be well.